It's the Really Charlie Podcast. Making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine. On the Really Charlie Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm Charlie Perry. I'm glad to be on this show today. You know, got a great guest coming on. It's going to be Christian Bradley West, the country, uh, the country clarion, clarion. Man, I can never pronounce that. But he's going to be coming on shortly. I can't wait to hear him. This dude is a funny man. Definitely doing it. His thing here on uh, Facebook, Instagram, he's doing great, great things. And um, I just can't wait. Can't wait to have him on the show. Um, but uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of new guests coming on, meeting a lot of people through this podcast. And uh, so stay tuned. Some some great people are going to be featured Um a lot of authors, um, you know, producers, publishers, um, got a lot of things coming up, you know, and, uh, I can't wait, you know, and it's, this is everything that I expected this podcast to be. And, um, and then some, because um, I'm meeting so many folks that I would have never, ever met, um, if I didn't have this podcast. So, it's it's doing a lot of good things for me and hopefully you as you are watching the podcast on a weekly basis and um it's uh definitely good 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 stuff I'm trying to bring to you and um so it's just um you know wait for our guest to get on here funny dude you can find him on Instagram um a lot of social media. He has his own podcast. Uh, bring up a screen here. And I can't wait. And I was given his name by another guest, Kim Conray. Um, and um, so I reached out to him and we connected and uh, decided we would do a podcast today. What's up, Michael? How you doing, man? Nice to hear from you, um, my, my my friend Michael. We had um, uh, I came across this new app called Swells, S W E L L S, and um, it's a great app, man. It's a definitely a good app. You should try it out on your phones. Check it out. Different interactions. You can have conversations with people. About almost anything, you know, if you're a musician, you're an artist, um, 
for me it's poetry and you can just go interact with people all over the world and um it's pretty nice pretty nice my man ron henderson what's up bro how's that foot going coming along man i hope hopefully you're all all is well you know definitely want to get you back on this podcast real soon both you and michael you know the uh but the craziest thing is that time goes by so quick i'm I'm booking people left and right and um and i'm filling in the dates and it's like all right one month's filled the other month's filled it's getting to the point where i'm gonna have to go back to uh doing a podcast on multiple days um throughout the week um as you know i do have the radio station um to go to on tuesday wmb1 radio and um myself and russell ramus so i think i'm gonna have to add another day during the week um only because um hey if y'all want to come on the podcast I'm, I'm gonna make sure i find the time to put you on it it's all good for me all good for you so this guess um you know christian is um he does all kinds of things memes um he's uh it's very funny he should actually be on tv and, and not on social media you know dude is uh hilarious and um i I'd, I'd like to see him doing a little bit more um and he's very very successful so i just like to uh you know, he's definitely funny funny dude man so the um it's got a website. I'm gonna put up it up, put it up on the bottom line here. And the uh, you know, I keep in co- contact with him through um, through Instagram. In fact, I hear him right now coming on the coming in the studio. So is this. Without further ado, let's put our guest on the air, all right? Hey, Charlie. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Hey, sorry that took a minute. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Yeah. You're a host of your own podcast. You know how it goes, you know, sometimes. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Sometimes so. chicken, sometimes feathers, you know? Yeah. Oh, this is true. <laughs> yeah. So... First of all, first of all, I'm so happy to have you on here. I'm glad um, to every be here. everything that Kim had said about you was um I found out to be true, you know, funny guy, you know, you're definitely involved in, in your craft, you know, doing different things. Got a lot of followers on Instagram. <laughs> and um I, I I caught a caught a um podcast you were on. What was it? Let me try to spiritual spiral i believe oh, yeah. yeah 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 i are those two still you know they still doing their podcast yes they i saw on instagram actually today i guess they posted a new episode it was in it was in their stories so yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah they, they have some pretty interesting stuff on there so i'm, gonna re- I'm definitely going to reach out to them I, I think uh that could be a future guest on a podcast yeah good good um, yeah, they'll I, be receptive. Yeah. All right. 
So I was reading some of your titles here. It says author, podcaster, word wizard, <laughs> internal alchemist, and astro hole. Oh yeah, <laughs> where did you find that? Where did you find where, where did I read that? I forgot. Is it on Instagram? On Inst Instagram. So, so are you an expensive hoe? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my rates have increased over the time. Over time. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> it, well, if if you're traveling hoe, the gas prices are definitely oh. raised up, make you uh, bring your prices up, man. Yeah, <laughs> luckily I'm not, so that that's a good thing. So yeah, yeah. So, um, it's pretty hot in this uh, as uh, this upstairs of my, of my home. So uh, occasionally I'm gonna do this, wipe my brow. You know, that's okay. Um, I, I saw a really funny um, a. I don't know if it's a tweet, something and somebody put on their stories yesterday, which is that I'm not going to say it's hot or anything, but I did see two hobbits just chuck a, a ring into my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and that just had me in stitches because I, I really do love the Lord of the Rings. And so yes. it, it just tickled me that, you know, they were like basically, you know, the backyard had turned into Mordor and it kind of feels that way. Yeah, so definitely. It does. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask you, I mean, you got, um, from what I'm reading, 20 years experience, and yeah. um, and I uh, <laughs> think is what where did you come up with the name, the country, Clary, Clairvoyant, I'll get it together. No, that's okay. I haven't been able to pronounce words in the last few days either, and I'm a writer. <laughs> um, so I, I think. I don't, it just, it's one of those inspired things that just comes to you. I think, you know, I started, I've always kept journals. I really started writing, um, long answer, but you know, about a, 2012, I, maybe 2011, I, I started my first novel. So it took me a while to learn to use my words and to, I, I realized consciously I had to I had to consciously use my sense of humor. I had a mm -hmm. sense of humor, but it wasn't always available. I felt like, because some drama happened in life, right? And I would be taken out by it and get sucked into the story of the drama. And then somewhere along the way, I was like, God, I got to stop that. I want to just, can I laugh at this? Mm -hmm. I, I, I was like, life is pretty absurd half the time. And so I'm like, can I just look at the absurdity of it? So I got the idea. I, I guess it was maybe two thousand uh, summer of 2017. And then at the end of the year, I just felt really compelled to do it. So I was like, I, the voice in my head, that's what I call it. Yeah, you know, whatever. We all have the voice in our head, right? But I have a very mm -hmm. clear one that is, I feel it comes from inspiration instead of the fear and all the other ones. And so I was like, okay, I feel really inspired to start making funny spiritual memes and really allow my sense of humor to come out. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's, that's how that came to be. It was really kind of a gimmick in a way, you know, mm -hmm. just an excuse to have fun. And, but it's really, it's taken off and it continues to take off. It's getting now people's attention. I've got a publisher that reached out and I had some, you know, casting directors from some reality TV shows <laughs> reach out. Nice, so it's nice. kind of, it's kind of turning into its own creature, which is what everything creative does. Right. So, yes. so there yes. it is. Yeah. Yes, I um, I'm very impressed. I, I I'm glad that I had Kim on here because if I didn't have Kim on this podcast, I wouldn't have you on the podcast. As much as I 
I'm on Instagram and social media. Yeah. I would have missed you. Um, yeah. It's and, uh, hard. And, yeah. and, and I think Instagram's, I'm, it has suppressed me. I've noticed over the years, cause I think I'm a little edgy. So you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm anywhere from PG 13 to NC 17. I feel like so yeah. uh, occasionally PG, but you know, um, I don't know. My post today was G. It was pretty G today. But, you know, I, I do span the range. And and Kim is great. Kim has been such a good friend. I met her in the writers group, you know, which which was a lifesaver for me. I mean, I had been writing in a vacuum. And then I think mm-hmm. it was maybe 2015. Um, I actually went to a um, to a, a, an event, at, a book event at Mercer University because a friend of mine, a dear friend, uh, had graduated from there. Oh. Okay, and and they mentioned this writers group, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I probably should check that out." And sure enough, and of course, Kim was there, and of course, you had George on too, her husband, mm-hmm. and it was great. Of course, they met in the writers group, so we 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 had a pretty good collection. Sadly, I, I'm no longer in Atlanta, um, so I had to, you know. Um, I haven't been able to go, uh, unfortunately, which I, and I miss it. I looked for, I'm in Virginia and I looked for a writer's group here and I haven't, I haven't been able to find anything. So I, I don't think anything's going to compare to, to, to having George and Kim in my life though. So yeah. they're, they're pretty outstanding humans and, and they're, I'm blessed. They sure are. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very, I was very fortunate to have both of them on the podcast and, um, because of both of them, I have branched out and um, got some. I have some other guests coming on. So, yeah. and then that's great because it's it's not in my local area. You know, the New England area. It's 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 broadening. It's going more down south. Even yeah. though I have family and friends all over the country. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that my audience is getting bigger through my guest. And um, but uh, I I just uh. I had fun scrolling through your Instagram and trying to um, get as much as I can bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, this, this clairvoyant, I uh, give me an understanding of it. So, you know, I, I feel like it's so tricky. I feel like, like I'm a snake oil salesman saying I'm psychic or, you uh-huh. know, I, I feel like, cause I've always had this, these, so I, I tell you, these three things have been running together for me my whole life, which is science, spirituality, and art. You know, those three things kind of encapsulate my interests. And they always have. I was, and so, you know, uh, my degrees in exercise science and, you know, and, and, and I always did art. So I'm, you know, and I'm in museums and galleries and things like that. And so, you know, I managed to make that happen. And I ended up falling into doing design work textile design work and then you know but the 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 really the common thread through all of it has been the spirituality if we want to call it that i i don't know if there's a separation between as i would say the sacred of the or in the profane or the spirituality and our physical Mm -hmm. beings but at this point in my in my practice but but i feel like that I've just have always had this really strong intuition about things. And my mom said I always did. So I just decided to follow that thread, you know, and and just and then something happened around the time I really started writing and I ended up losing my job there, too. I don't know, something just like this cap popped off right of Mm -hmm. me and I just could meet people and know things about them. Um, 
which at first was a little creepy. And then, you know, I, I, I'm a, for lack of a better term, you know, I'm a medium, I suppose, too, is, is a way to put it. So mm-hmm. ghosts came through. I started dating, um, sadly, now my, my ex-partner. And um, and his mother had just died. And I'm pretty yep. sure she brought us together because she ended up showing up in my living room when I told me all these things. And then very early on, he said to me, how do you know this stuff? And I was like, well, I kind of <laughs> can do this thing where <laughs> dead people show up <laughs> and then they talk to me. And, you know, and so she feels like she has some unresolved business. So, you know, she knocked on my door. She didn't knock on my door, though, because she wasn't that type of person. She Mm -hmm. she was a hot mess. And she just showed up and was like, I need to talk to my son. You know, we need to have a conversation. And, um, you know, and it scared him, though. Um, Mm -hmm. And it did me in the beginning, too, because he was like everyone. He was brought up in the South and, you know, indoctrinated to those things are of the devil. But yeah. it's kind of hard to say you're, you're of the devil when those things are happening, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and they're also helping people. So, you know, my intuition, I guess, initially I honed through my art and my creativity because I would just again, like which is what we touched on in the beginning. I'll just feel inspired to do something. Yeah. And so I kind of follow it like I get a little thread. And then I just kind of, you know, I just look, I just follow it and see where is this going to take me? And that's what happens with the whole clairvoyant thing and 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 the psychic thing or the knowing things that you just don't know. Where is it coming from? And I, I liken it to plugging into some universal backup drive. Right. I'm just plugging into something. And anyone, if it's individual, it's like I'm plugging into their backup drive and all this information is there. And all I'm doing is just. Uh, getting the information and wow. and hopefully science will figure this out at some point, you know, mm-hmm. like and figure out what we're doing and how we're doing it. I know there's been some research on people who have meditated and things going on in their brain, you know, and even some, you know, quote unquote energy healers. So, and the brain is doing some really wild stuff, you know, with these people. So, you know, I'm curious to see what the future holds with with all of that, because it is something. And I always say I'm a biggest skeptic, but I go, how do I know this stuff? You know, how do I know the things I know? And mm-hmm. I don't. My favorite story is I had a client and I was talking to her and I just kept hearing Sugarland, which is a band I was connected to because Jennifer Nettles, the lead singer, would sing at Pride in Atlanta every year. So I would see mm-hmm. her there. And then I actually got to see the first three uh, Sugarland concerts. Um in Atlanta that they ever did before they ever signed a record label. And so I just kept, so I had a a connection to them. And so I kept hearing that word in my head. So finally I said to my client, I said, okay, we have to talk about the band Sugarland. Do you know the band, the country band Sugarland? And she goes, um, she she was kind of blown away. She was like, "Uh, that's wild. And I said, why? She said, "Um, my ex played in the band. Wow. (laughs) And so I was, it's one of my favorite stories, uh, you know, that I remember because it came through so clear. I love when it comes through crystal clear. You know, yes. when I get a name, something happens because I don't always get specificity or, mm-hmm. or that specific. Sometimes I'll just get a feeling about something and go, okay, let's again, let's follow this rabbit um, and and see where it takes us. So, you know, I'm I I, I I'm in awe 
when I have these conversations or I hear other stories, even stories from my clients of things that have happened with them. And so it just, it, it inspires the awe and I love it. And I love that I was so inspired to create the account and have, have connected with so many amazing humans through it. You know, wow. it's been pretty fantastic. So yeah, so, so it's just, I define the clairvoyance, just this knowing, you know, mm -hmm. I hear things too. I sometimes smell things. One time I was on the phone with a client, I started smelling smoke and she said, I just lit incense yep. and or sage or something, you know, and I, I laughed. She's like, okay. So I, I got, you know, the clear, so there's clear audience, clear sentience, you know, all the different clairs. I think there's five of them. I always forget, but I clairvoyant sounded better. Country clairvoyant sounded better than clear audience, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it had more of a, you know, a ring to it. I love it. So, yeah. I love it. The, yeah. uh, how does it, um, do you incorporate it with your, your writing, you know, your book? Um, in fact, so, how many books do you have? So I, I've written one book, um, okay. that's completed, um, pretty much. I'm, I'm kind of, it's a tinker on it. It's a tinkerer now. Um, it, it's kind of like that car in the shop that you, you know, that classic car that you just keep going back to and like doing little things on. Um, and, and so it's kind of like become that for me now. And so I, I tinker with it. So I was tinkering with it and, but it has been finished for a while. Um, had a couple close calls with some publishers, um, years back, uh, but then just kind of sat on it and it's just, you know, it's be, it's, it's, it's probably uh, sometimes days I'm like, God, this is the love of my life. This book is the love of my life. So it's really yes. something that comes from the heart for me. It's, it, it, but, um, there was an, but I got the inspiration to do that years ago in November of 2000, um, what year was it? 2011. And so mm -hmm. I went home and I started it, um, after being inspired to do that, driving between two carpet mills, actually one day, and I saw a dog on the side of the road and I was like, oh, a post-apocalyptic dog. And then it just mm -hmm. kind of a cybernetic dog. I just, and so I was like, oh, a book about cybernetic dogs that have to, you know, so it's kind of like Homeward Bound meets the Terminator. Wow. <laughs> <a little> <laughs> So that's that book. And, and then, um, and then look at, look at, that's pretty much done. And, um, and then the other book that came, so then I, I had asked previous to that, if there were some projects, something that I could work on that could get me out of corporate America, um, things that I could create that might help with, you know, create residual income and things like that. And I got three book ideas. And the second was a spirituality book. The working title was You Are Here on Purpose. And then the third um, um, and the third book was a memoir, which I knew I wasn't ready to write. So that year in 2012, um, my job laid me off. So I went and I just started writing and just kind of, you know, I had an aid into my retirement and had some help and things. And so what I ended up doing um, was writing a whole journal that was basically the second book. Uh, just and have kept notes over the years with that. And then recently a publisher reached out and asked if I had a book idea. And I was like, yeah, this is the one. So, and I started the memoir too, somewhere in that time period, I think mm -hmm. around 2000, 2019, I, I went to a friend's house in North Georgia and was living there for a while. And something said to start that. So I don't know, I had to get something out of me. So I, I only got, you know, a quarter of the way done with that before I picked up the other projects but so i feel like i i have overall these three primary stories the science fiction is three books so you know so in total i have you know um um 
you know, five, I, maybe five books in me total. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I keep getting inspired to do things. I have some short stories I'm working on and things like that. So, you know, I'm like any, any artist or creative human The you know, it's sometimes harder. You might struggle with, I don't know. You, it's harder to produce. You, mm-hmm. you don't have the bandwidth to produce all the things that kind of funnel through you, you know? Right. So you, yeah so you got to pick and choose pick and choose so so i I, i've stuck with these three projects creatively because they came through very strongly um and then along the way you have a few other things that come along like the instagram account and Mm -hmm. you know and other things so so yeah it's it's so so that's what i'm working on right now so hopefully in the next year or two we'll have a a published book in hand you know finally i'll I'll be ready (laughs) I'll put it right near Kim's book. Well, when hers comes up, I believe in September. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I have, I bought all of George's books. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm reading one of them. And uh, so you're next in line, you know, whenever that happens. Uh, Excellent. Yay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I love writing. You know, I'm just mainly doing poetry i did a couple of children's stories um yeah just on my based on my neighborhood um growing up and um you know so i want to continue to get better and i think one of the things i'm going to do is go to the uh atlanta writers club uh conference yeah uh, i like to do that so if it's not this year i'm getting some feedback i'm sorry hold on one second you're fine Uh, keep hearing an echoing or something um all right might be from the youtube uh, channel the um so i basically uh you know i want to get better i have so many stories going on in this head you know but i don't have i don't have the time you know well i say i say that but (laughs) i i if i do it first thing in the morning i'm good yeah. But if my day starts, I'm not going to be able to write anything, you know. No, I understand. I'm pretty fresh in the morning myself. Um, and so I try and wake up. And actually, I just started drinking coffee again after not drinking coffee for probably over 20 years. Mm. But my body was kind of like, hey, let's reset this and and let's 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 get this in us. So. I'm trying, you know, my intention is to wake up earlier because I'm reading all this research about waking up earlier and going to bed earlier and having the light and I can't ignore mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, I can't yeah. cherry pick. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is saying it's healthy. So you probably, cause I've been a night owl for most of my life. I love the night. I love that's when I'll work, but, but I'm finding like you really fresh first thing in the morning. It's really good. But, you know, I, I would say this creatively, um, I don't feel like I really found my voice or my voice really had to be uncovered. I don't know if I found it. I think it was always there. I just had to uncover it, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's taken me, I feel like a decade to really, um, you know, to really know how I want to communicate. You know, it took that long (laughs) to hone my skill. And, and I feel like now it's, it's flying out of me when I sit down, I can kind of like hit a button um, the book that the editor, the acquisitions editor for the publisher is interested in now. Um, it's taken me a few or, or, you know, a couple iterations to figure out 
how to make this work because, you know, and he said, when I, we submitted the first outline, he said, well, usually people submit things that they think I want. And I haven't made it clear to him yet. Like that, that's not what I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I submitted something I thought that I wanted and then I had to revisit it and go, wait a second, this, this spirituality book for lack of a better term is probably a little more autobiographical than yeah. I thought. So I had to, I had to really tell my philosophy through the lens of how I've lived it and how Mm -hmm. I came to it. And so uncovering that, if we want to say it that way, and, and not being, being brave enough to be intimate, right. And allowing my story to come out about how I arrived to, to this um, and arrived to my conclusions through my observations is something that, as the way the book wanted to be told. And I thought I was going to write like your standard spirituality book about my philosophies connected to what, you know, other philosophies and, you know, and I was like, that's just not working. It, yeah. it, and, and so I love that, you know, this, this editor found me and has really um, invited me to ask some questions about, and this is what people do in our life. This is what a writer's group did. This is, this is what's really great about having humans in our life is to go, you know, cause sometimes you're so close to it, right? Like you yep. just can't see it. So that's why we, we get in these writers groups or we, we have artist critiques or we ask our friends perspective or even people come to me. I think that's why most people come to me as clients, not just because of my intuition, but because they need a different perspective and they choose someone intuitive. Right. Who is mm-hmm. completely not attached to the outcome to 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 uh, to hopefully give them a very honest perspective which is what i try and do so i had to practice that with myself so i told the editor on the second go round of this of the outline and 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 stuff is give me a couple more weeks and i at the first week i really had to sit on it and the second week i had to sit on it mostly and 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 just allow uh, it to unfold within me and and i'm really messy with mm-hmm. with my creative process i don't sit down to the computer and just write i can't do that I have to start in my journal and I take notes and I just mm-hmm. scribble thoughts and I just let myself, I give myself the freedom to be just super duper messy. And I think, you know, in art too, I start off with all my tools, right? I surround myself yep. with the books I like or the, the paints I want or whatever. I get the blank canvas. I get everything together, but then it gets messy really fast. <laughs> and I think that's something that I've found in my clients and in, in people in general, regardless of what they're creating in life, they they don't allow the mess part. They they they're afraid to go into the mess, and they're afraid to to just allow you know the to to pull out the weeds, to look at the flowers, to just go through the whole process of 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 figuring out how um, you know they want to design in that case their garden, you know. Mm-hmm. But it gets you get dirt all over you, and you 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 let it happen, and and you get muddy, and you 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 really that's that's I think at this point probably one of my more favorite parts of the process. When I, I I've learned to love the structuring, I've learned to lo- love that. I think, you know, I was I was really happy speaking of honing your voice and your skills. If anyone's struggling out there with a creative venture, know this: my my editor that I worked with for my science fiction. Um, for a while had pointed out that I struggled with structure and pacing. And I, I agreed with her. I knew that I struggled with that. Well, this now editor said, you don't have a problem with structure. 
I can tell. He said, this is normally that's what I really struggle with, with people, but you structured this really well. And it was a testament. Well, yeah. And it was one of those little moments I wanted to celebrate because I was like, oh, I've come far, I've come much further, you know, and and that was like five years ago um, with with the other editors. So in five years, I've really, I've really matured and really understand structure in a way. But I'll say this, I understand intuitively. So so my structure is not always obvious, you know, mm-hmm. so, so I can't base or compare the way I want to structure something with the way other people structure it. But really, the science fiction book taught me to uh, it taught me structure because I was it, it's not it has flashbacks and it's structured weird. And, you know, so it, 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 it's not linear. And I learned I've had to in all of my life to learn to not be linear. And this is where the mess comes in, you know. Right. <laughs> I, I totally understand it. I really do. Um, it's uh, some. I gotta learn to take some more criticism when it yeah. comes to my poetry. I usually I don't try to. I don't want to change it. You know, I like it the way it came out. You know. Yeah. And um, you know, my uh, I have the name a poetic pouch, and I just yeah. let it flow just the way it came out, and um. It backfired me a, a couple of times because the way I wrote something, the group that I was in, yeah, they said, "Oh, it's okay," and a couple of friends started critiquing it. The very next week, I bring it back again the way they critiqued it, and the whole group said, "I like this. I like how you change things. You learned something." And guess what? All I did is take what they told me to write and I wrote it in my poem and I have to accept that. I have to learn to take <laughs> what people give me. Um, and that's what actually kept me from going to the university because I was I didn't want to go in front of a professor and have yeah. him critique me. And it just was something that I was afraid of, actually. You know, yeah. it was, and um but now that I see, uh, seen firsthand how some of the the university and colleges conduct some of their, their writing classes on courses, it, it I could have done it. I could have um, I could have flourished pretty well in there. And um, but I have my own path, just like you have your own path, right? Well, well, the good news is life is full of infinite second chances, as mm-hmm. I like to say. So. If we didn't do something in the past and we want to do it now, there's always an opportunity to do it. And so, you know, I and to your point, you know, I've struggled with it, too. You know, in the group, you know, people would point out words that they said this word sounds out of place um, or this sentence or this structure of this sentence or something like that. And I it it was probably a word I really loved, especially because I've really like become very articulate so mm-hmm. you know i was like oh i really like that i really like that yeah like how could you not understand what i'm trying mm-hmm. to say here things like that and then you know and and, and i'll preface this before i finish saying poetry's hard i mean i've learned to write through poetry i mean it was my favorite medium as a kid and so because it was short concise and you can say something very big you can contain a star so Mm -hmm. to speak you know in your hands with poetry and so to be poetic about it and so you know you can you you can have that 
so what I love about it, that's what I love about it. But, you know, if I, it was funny, there's a phrase that you might have heard called kill your darlings. Yes. And I, and so that's really, you know, for those that don't know who are listening, kill your darlings in the writing world is if you think something is important or you think you need it for your book and somebody says no, then and it's really too precious to you, then you're you're going to have to kill it you know, mm -hmm. and so, or let go of it in the editing process. And I had a friend very early on um, who was a writer as well. And when I decided to do this in 2011, 2000, well, in 2012, he said it to me, he said, um, the best writing happens in the editing. And I found this to be true. There are certain things that will fly out of me, right? And, and mm -hmm. there are very, very few sentences or paragraphs in the book that in my first book that I did not tweak over and over again. And, you know, and this very, I, I would say if there's any at this point, maybe a sentence here and there, um, you know, that can't just flew out of me. But again, I write in my journal, I read it the first time. I was like, this is, I did it even last week. I was like, this is beautiful. I love this. I even read it to a couple of friends and they're like, it's beautiful. Well, when I sat down to, to write it, it was like it was just like a page and a half when I sat down to write it. That one that that introduction that I did has turned in three pages and turned wow. into the beginning of the book <laughs> in a way that I was, you know, I was like, oh, I got to have this and I got to add that. I got to expand on this. So, you know, the editing oftentimes is the expansion. You know, it's where we get the opportunity to expand while also, interestingly enough, working working within the, the dichotomy of it, working within the confines of the structure, you know, mm -hmm. that we place for ourselves. And so I think we, killing our darlings has been probably the hardest part. And it comes through the critique, right? It comes yes, through the, I agree. It, it, it comes through that outside source going, ah, I don't know. So, you know, I've had to myself, that's why it took so much time um, to not write, to not try and force anything with this book, to go, okay, these were my questions. Because again, I work intuitively. And I think anyone can use this, um, this, this tool if, if they're listening. I say, how does this book want to be written? You know, what, how, what is my voice in this book? How does it want to come into the world? And I really had to pause for a moment and go, okay, it came to me inspired. It, you know, and I say, if, I don't know if anyone's read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, but it's mm -hmm. like this thing. She talks about the creative process in that book. It's a really lovely book, but I relate it to a lot of it because I've experienced all of it actually. And I, you know, so if, if something comes and lays down at your feet, I don't think she says it exactly like this, but if a creative project something comes and lays at your feet, then you, it wants your attention. But it's yes. also not yours. Um, I agree. Um, and I love it. So we've got Michael. He said, all of what is said regarding writing and editing, I'm living every day, living within the structures required taste that does have a layer of forgiveness. I love that. A layer of forgiveness, Michael. That's really lovely. Because I, I define forgiveness really as the dropping of judgment. And so mm -hmm. we can't judge it. We can't go, oh, that's this is, this is precious and this is good and I need to keep it. Or this is bad and I need to discard it. It just goes... What's good for, um, what's good for, what's the nutrition, so so to speak? Like, what's, mm -hmm. what's what's the vital aspect of this that I need to keep here, and and let the other things fall away, and let the story reveal itself to you. You know, let the writing reveal itself to you. And I think that's a really hard place to be. <laughs> sure is, sure is. <laughs> I uh, this I did a book about a local uh, boxer. 
and um he died in uh with the u.s national um boxing team they yeah crash land and pull in and uh the whole team was lost oh. um and uh that yeah. book you know i kind of um i kept chopping it up you know and and as i chopped it up and i spoke to more and more people um i found out that i have another story that i need to write yeah and it was it was a lot of backstories of each of the guests that i did interview or find found some information on yeah and uh one second so i i need to follow the editor's um recommendation because i always want to look for another story yeah and um i'm hearing something uh so i'm not hearing it on my side if that makes no. you feel better yeah, yeah it you're, does you're, yeah it, no it does. i'm not hearing it at all um but yeah i think i think certain pro this is part of the messiness of it certain things that we think we are going to do like i said before i thought i was going to write a book that i won't that I thought I was writing the book I wanted to write when I realized that's not the book that wanted to come through me and ultimately not the book I want to write. You know, I was like, you know, and, and I get it. This, uh, this editor found me through my Instagram. So he wanted the humor. He wanted it. And it, I giggle. Cause he says, I want it dripping with Christian, which will probably become a, you know, a, a, <laughs> you know, a, a funny story down the road. But I was like, okay, what is that? What is that? And again, you know, it wanted to come through me as my story, not just the sto how I came to be to 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 experience life and understand things, which, of course, Elizabeth Gilbert does and Lamott does Anna Quinlan, a lot of other really great writers who, you know, are very observational about their world and then share those observations, you know. And I was like, why can't I be that writer? Why? Well, I'm not mm -hmm. going to be Eckhart Tolle or Don Miguel Ruiz or, you know, these other spiritual writers that I had, you know, uh, that had helped me and that I enjoyed. I was like, that's just not my, not how I operate. And it's true. All my friends say, every story has to be yours. You, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't objectify it. And that's what I learned in this process. And again, I think for those writers out there listening, we we are in all of our work. I think there there might be writers that disagree and say, no, I'm not in this because there are writers that write for money and and just do things because of it. But we got to write what we're interested in, at least, you know, or yeah. something that sparks our interest. And they say, you know, write what you know. But I like to say, and if you don't know it, then get to know it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, I agree. because. I had to learn about artificial intelligence and nanotechnology and really dive into that for the science fiction. And it, was, it wasn't far off from what I like because I love brain science. I'd already been reading books about and, you know, been keeping up with brain research and things like that. So the technology is kind of similar. AI is, you know, these artificial neural networks and things like that. So, you know, I had to learn, you know, get to know what I didn't know. Uh, but I was interested in it. You know, it's something that, that inspired me. So, right. yeah. Um, you you seem like you're the you're the go-to person amongst family and friends. Um, and when people go into you, uh, and it's more like it's part of your profession. It's part of what makes you money. Yeah. How do you separate that? How do you you know? Oh. Do you have a friendly conversation, or do you have? 
a therapy session or, or how do you separate that when it comes to good friends and family? I don't. I, right. I really don't compartmentalize. Um, okay. I'll tell you what I what I do have to do is I have to stop being the fixer, mm-hmm. um, especially with friends and family. So I if someone comes to me and they're paying me for a service, then they are they're paying me for for something. They're paying me for the information. They're paying me for for the hour to brainstorm to go through everything mm-hmm. and so they're coming to me very willing asking the questions that want to be asked okay family and friends aren't always that way yeah. um and i learned this that's why i said okay i've learned this even with clients if they don't pay me if they don't this is why i don't advertise i don't sh- instagram is my advertising I, I i i let things fall where they may because what i found is is that if i seek it out then i'm going to make a mistake i'm not looking to i want people to recognize me and go Mm -hmm. there's something about this human that i want to touch base with so when it comes to to that i allow them to find me i also allow them to find me with family and friends but but the difference is is that it's more intimate so in the past, I would go, I have to fix this. And sometimes I do have to fix it. Right now, I'm taking care of my grandmother. I found out, you know, there's something up with one of her medications. So wow. I had to talk to the doctor and do, you know, so sometimes I got to fix it. But that's mm-hmm. a very mechanical, that's a very mechanical thing, right? Yeah. That's a very physical right. thing that can be fixed. But as far as like an emotional, mental kind of experience, you know, um, or internal thing that maybe someone's struggling with, I can't become the fixer. Sometimes all I can do is be the listener. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's enough. So I, I, and with clients, I'm the listener too. Um, oftentimes if someone works with me more often, many times I, it will, it will turn into therapy. They will need to talk about things and then I'll listen and then I'll intuit and I'll say, okay, let's go down this path. Let's ask this question. Let's look mm-hmm. at it. Um, but they're coming to me for me to ask them those questions and to, you know, and to get the information. Whereas family and friends aren't all the time. Family and friends just want a safe place to land, you yes, know? I agree. And so I allow that. So it's not so much I compartmentalize as much as I recognize my role in any given moment. And I, and I, of course, the family and friends, I, you know, I say, well, do you want my advice? <laughs> and if you want my advice i'll give you my advice i still might volunteer it because mm-hmm. i can't help myself um especially if i if i feel something coming through and i was like okay can we can we address this can we ask this question so sometimes that'll happen um but not always so nice. you know yeah it's good i was saying before you came on the podcast i was saying that uh i was saying that you belong on tv Oh, <laughs> and, uh, I've heard that a lot. Thank and you, you do. You truly do. And, um, you know, I don't know what sitcom I would put you on, but, uh, you know, it's probably a dime a dozen that I could put you in. And uh, I really uh, I, I, th- I think that you have that in you. And um, <laughs> I you think know. it's coming. I have a I have a show I've been working on. Um you know, I have actually an actress friend of mine. We were going to work on a show together. It hasn't happened yet. But I was thinking, you know, um, but I have a show that I want to pitch to HBO. And I have a, you know, I, I thought of, if my story ever got turned into a show or movie, my science fiction, I'd want to play the voice of one of the dogs. I would definitely nice. say, 
I would definitely say you, you, I, I'm going to be this dog. So, you know, so yeah, I think it's coming. It's weird. I'm kind of a late, I feel like a late bloomer. Actually one of the, um, it's funny you say that because one of the casting directors said, why, why aren't you famous yet? And my response was trauma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had some PTSD literally mm-hmm. and some OCD, uh, which is something Kim and I have talked about, you know, cause yep. she wrote the book on it. Um, yes. You know, so it's it, again, I had to and it was interesting. It wasn't until I started writing that really the healing just started to, I think, finish itself because learning to use my voice, my voice wanted out of me. My voice wanted mm-hmm. out. It just wanted to. to, And so really, I had to learn how to use my voice before I could show up in this capacity. Wow. So you stored a lot of energy, good, bad and ugly for <laughs> yeah. a very, very long time. Because what you say, 2012, we started writing, right? So, yeah. So I was 33. Yeah. 33 at the time. Yeah. That's, um, and, and I, I like one on your podcast, you had mentioned something about, you know, uh, controlling the energies that you, uh, that come to you, you know, where you can just kind of move away from it. Um, some, uh, some humans like you can't do that. They can't control it. And it kind of yeah. stresses them out. And um, yeah. where you can really see it in them, um, uh, where they're just going through so many emotions um, based on what they're seeing and and uh, what's coming to them, the energies. Um, so I'm glad that you can move away from that, you know. and uh, Filters. The, yeah. We have, we have to learn our filters and how to mm. filter things out. I think that's that's the... That's that's the challenge. It's a, it's definitely a yeah. It, it's it's a thing. So. Well, I I definitely want to have a session with you. Um, I'm gonna follow, you know, the script on your webpage, and I'm definitely gonna get in contact with you and go through that experience with you. Awesome. Um, for for one, I do trust you, so that's why I'm going. And um, Thank you. I I really um, you know, uh, I really want to do that it's especially today i really started feeling it i said man that would have been great if i just had a session before we came on the podcast <laughs> you know yeah but that's okay because we we can have another podcast you know exactly <laughs> exactly you can tell me how you felt about it we can walk through it whatever mm-hmm. so yeah um speaking of podcasts is yours you still actively doing your podcast <sighs> so i'm not at the moment so you know, I started last year and then, you know, life just kept taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved. Um, I was actually sick for a minute. Nothing serious, thankfully. They found that everything was fine. Good, um, good. But but for about eight months, I was struggling with something. Um, and then they didn't know what it was. And so that kind of took over. I became my grandmother's caretaker. Mm-hmm. Um Thankfully, she doesn't need that much of it, um, but she can still do a lot of things on her own. Um, but I still am present for that, you know, so it's, it's been there's been a lot of chaos, you know, and mm-hmm. I've, I've had to like every time in life reprioritize. So the podcast, I feel like is kind of like the memoir where I started writing it. I got a chunk of things done. Um, and then I said, okay, I have to hit pause on this because this other project came in. And for some reason, and this is really how I've always worked. Speaking of poetry, there's been lots of times in my life where I was writing something 
and I would take these little pauses and poetry would show up, you mm -hmm. know, and I love it. Poetry to me shows up like, you know, like this old friend who, you know, is homeless mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. who comes to you and says, you know, can I, can I have a home for the night? And you're like, mm -hmm. sure, for an hour, can I rest here? And so it's like, oh, and here's a gift you know and then it's gone again i love alice walker i love when she said i never think i'm gonna write another another poem mm -hmm. and, and and i remember reading that in one of her books and and it thrilled me because i thought to myself oh alice i feel the same way you never um, think you're gonna be inspired again or something's gonna present mm -hmm. and then it just arrives so i've always done some jumping around i've learned though to to maintain my focus and use those moments of distraction, so to speak, consciously. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to take a breath, right? And it becomes something that nourishes something else. Even for this book, um, the spirituality book, I went to poetry. I said, how do I write this? And I know it might not make sense to other people because I wanted to write something that was very plain spoken yes. um, and funny, but also with turns of phrase. And you can't turn a phrase if you don't know how to do how to be poetic. You can't. So true. Poetry teaches us how to turn the phrase, how to turn a word upside down and use it in a way that people would have never thought to use it before. I agree. And I love that. So, so I turned to poetry recently and said, you know, I'm just going to kind of like tap into that vibe and, and, and use that. And so, and I do, I love lyricism. It's one of my most favorite ways to write, um, but it takes practice. And yeah, so, so, you know, I, I feel like with the podcast, I'll go back to it eventually. I, a couple of friends said, it doesn't feel like it's enough you in it. And I think it made sense. I thought I was trying, I was being a little too serious. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, again, how can I make this funny? So I think I'm going to go back and record um, the first five episodes I did and then, and then do a few more. But I don't know, because right now I've got a book to write that somebody actually, a publisher actually wants. You know? yeah. Yeah. And then another book that I want to start submitting again you know, the publishers, um, because it's feeling complete. So next week I'll, this week, I, my deadline for, um, my deadline for this book is the, for the next draft of, of the proposal. Um, and the outline is, um, um, is Monday. So wow. I'm working to, to get that done. And then next week I'll shift gears and go back to what I call the dog book, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I'll work on that for, you know, I'll try and get that knocked out next week and then see what the publisher has to say. And then, and then hopefully there's a book deal and I'll be writing, you know, getting that book done. But my, my plan was to write that book this summer anyway. So it's yes. kind of, it, I was really delighted. I said, you know, I told my, my editor, I said, you have really good timing. You know, mm -hmm. this, is really, this is really good timing. Uh, again, maybe it was intuition. Uh, I don't know, but something aligned for that. Um, so I'll, I'll return back to the podcast. I like, good. And and the book won't be called You Are Here on Purpose, but that's good because then the podcast can be, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, um, and and have and and kind of become its own thing, you know. So and I'm okay with that, you know. Maybe even something that's that's related to the book, but but separate from it, because really I was doing it as proof of proof of concept for the book, but uh, my Instagram seemed to turn into proof of concept. So, yeah. uh, it's, uh, <laughs> and, and the, that's like reading a book. I mean, I'm going post by post by post. Oh, and I'm like, uh, I just, you know, so 
you definitely have a, a follower as I've been in. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to continue to do and support what I can Thank when you. it comes to uh, would you say what was the porn name? Christian Bradley West or was it Brad West? What was it? Oh, Christian Bradley West. All right. So in that podcast, you had mentioned uh, someone had said that it, it sounded like a porn name. Uh, oh, Brad uh, West. Yeah. So my Brad name, West. my, my <laughs> family calls me Brad West. That's right. Yeah. And so um, they call me Brad. They, they mm-hmm. picked Brad. It was my middle name. But I had a friend who was, yeah, I did. I have a, I had a friend early on who helped me with design my first website. Um, and he, uh, and he said, Brad West just, he said, sounds like a porn name. And I was mm-hmm. like, his name was Rod Stafford, by the way. And yep. so I was like, you know, it was a dear friend at the time and just a, a lovely human. And, and, and so I giggled and I said, okay, well, what did you do? He said, well, I used your whole name. And I said, he said, you just have, it has a ring to it. Yeah, it does. And, and so I said, so my mom did really well there. Um, and so I said, um, so I said, okay, let's, let's do it. And so that's, that's what I picked up from that moment. He, he was, he, again, an outside force, somebody who, who, you know, came in and helped me recognize that I had something of value um, and yeah, I mean, people, Brad West sounds great. It sounds like an eighties, you know, character. Yeah. Um, and, like, and sure like, enough, I was born like at Adam West's time. brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was, you know, yeah. People always say like Adam West or my students when I taught, you know, would call me Mr. Wild, Wild West. That was their, uh-huh. one of their favorite things to do. So that, that tickled me. Um, I was okay with that. Um, but yeah, so it, it yeah, so the, the name thing was also something, another iteration, you know, I've been through a lot of different iterations. <laughs> in so it's like, okay, I'm going to embrace this kind of the totality of, of me. So, and Christian West um, is a little flat too. If you Google Christian West, you just get a bunch of information about, you know, the Christian West, a lot of Christianity mm-hmm. and religious things. So Christian Bradley West means you'll, you'll, you'll get me. So it's uh as you hashtag Brad West, a lot of stuff comes up. There's a mayor, a mayor of a city called his name was Brad West. See, um, and it just goes on and on. Yeah. Um, so I I decided to to drop that. Yeah. Because there's, I think there's one Christian Bradley West, and he messaged he messaged me on Twitter because I already had the handle, and he was mm-hmm. really sad. That was <laughs> that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, and he was like, "Oh, you, you have my name." And I think that was the only Christian Bradley West that I've ever yeah. encountered uh, in the world. So you know, so I, you know, again, I, I like to say nobody's special, but everyone's unique. So if we capitalize on our uniqueness, so to speak, and maybe capitalize in the right word because that puts it in capitalistic terms. But if we, if we use it, you know, mm-hmm. we use we use what we have, what what's been handed to us, and. And and in a creative ways, then it, yeah, life is pretty interesting. It is. I um. Well, I have uh. I have one question for you before we sign off. Um, Please. Who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast? Oh, that I'll have to think about. Yeah, and I, I figured that because of uh, George. George. Uh, George said the same thing, you know, and I know you guys have huge amount of friends and, and people yeah. that, uh, and uh but uh do you do you well let me i have a question for you do you want a writer do you want someone who's more of a you know um 
someone in the, the spiritual space or you just don't care. You just want I, interesting humans. Uh, yep. It's interesting humans and right. someone that you like or someone that you think that would uh, just, just, I always say, I want to give you your flowers while you're standing. So I want to highlight someone I like that. And, 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 and that's what I'm trying to do. And um, yeah. so if, you know, George and Kim, you, if you have to think about it for a little while, go ahead and just, yeah. Send, send me an email or direct message and then we'll go from there. You know? Yeah. I know a lot of interesting humans mm-hmm. um, who would gladly come on and, and have a chat with you. Um, so yeah, let, let me, let me think about, let me think about that. All right. I appreciate it. You know, and uh, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to come on this podcast. Um, I, uh, I will download this and put it on Spotify and anchor um, within the next uh 20 30 minutes and uh, Good. I'll, make put it, sure I'll put it in my stories for you all right i appreciate it yeah um yeah Chris- so just, just send me the link send me the link make sure i get okay. the link yeah I, I sure will um christian bradley west you are a hell of a human <laughs> or should i change that heaven of a human you know i'm you okay are, i'm okay, I'm okay uh, with whatever i, I get right. it the sentiment's the same to me <laughs> <laughs> i've been both in life right. <laughs> i continue to be both probably to yeah some people even myself some days that, so yeah <laughs> that's, that's awesome that's that's why i like you brother so, um all right well, you, you keep keep on inspiring people keep on helping people and uh, everything that I see um, that has you in it, I'm going to put it on my uh, podcast page and group and Thank share you. it just to put the name, your name out there. Thank you. And I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, so. thank you. Thank you. Well, it was a great evening. Thank you everyone who came along and, and uh, for the ride and, and, uh, and yeah, we'll All talk right. to you when we talk to you. Okay, brother. You, uh, Give your grandmother a hug for me. His electronic <laughs> hug. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, hopefully I see you soon face to face. That would be nice. Absolutely. Will you take care? Take care and God bless. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. What a great guest. I am so happy to have, you know, everything that they told me about him, you know, his personality, his conversation was definitely very Exclusive to the point, a normal guy doing normal things. He just happens to have uh, quite a bit of followers on Instagram, and that's a good thing because it, it, you go on his page, and I highly recommend everybody go on his page on Instagram and just review it. And uh, I guarantee you, on a daily basis, you're going to click on something that he posts because he's a definitely fascinating guy, and um, I really, really. Uh, appreciate someone introducing me to him so um hey you know me i got a guest every wednesday um saturday i'm going to be on here talking about the uh the uh justice that hasn't been served on nantucket island in uh massachusetts so we're going to definitely uh bring that some issues up on saturday morning uh saturday noon time i'll be kind of giving my own uh intellect on that that investigation and uh, i'll do that on saturday but um all right everyone please subscribe and follow my youtube channel really charlie and uh
click and like, especially this podcast, you know, show the man that you love him. Show me that you appreciate this podcast like I appreciate you all every single week. So in closing, I'm going to end with my uh, great intro song by Lionel Peter Walker. And I'll see you guys on Saturday at noontime. Take care. It's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bumping through your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bumping through your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Charlie Podcast, a weekly show with the one person to make you say, really, Charlie, on the Really Charlie Podcast. Tune in.